The IBRT's Threadless Store is now open. T-shirts, hoodies, even phone cases and protective face masks are now available at our very own merch outlet, iceboxradio.threadless.com. Choose from the IBRT logos, Scoop Sisters, Funny in a Small Town, Frozen Frights, and more. Then choose your merch. Clothing for men, women, and kids in a variety of colors. Accessories including buttons, stickers, mugs, and tote bags. Even notebooks and skateboards are available, and every sale helps the Icebox Radio Theater continue to bring the Northland's stories to the world. That's the Icebox Radio Merch Store at iceboxradio.threadless.com or just visit iceboxradio.org. Too bright. The only book light that somehow fights communism presents Lance Manley, Library Detective. There are a million stories in the naked city, but only about 20,000 on the shelves of the public library. For the average reader, that's enough, but it's a different story for the writers. If you're one of the thousands, nay, millions of keyboard jockeys currently hammering out manuscripts in the desperate hope of one day seeing your words rendered in ink and wood pulp, there's not enough self-space in the world to guarantee that thin sliver of hope represented by two inches of painted steel in the fiction section. Most writers never get that far. Their murder mysteries and ghost stories haunt the bottom drawer of, the, of their basement desk, or float around the internet like pulverized meteors in the endless void that is e-publishing. But for some scribes, a life of quiet desperation just can't stay quiet, and when their desperation gets loud, that's where I come We'll be back to Lance Manley in just a moment. But first, friends, have you given any thought to the red menace that is currently right outside your door, ready to kill, maim, and destroy all you hold dear? Are you spending time with friends and loved ones, enjoying yourself when you really ought to be preparing for the day when the godless red horde sweeps across our borders like a colony of fire ants, hell-bent on crawling up the pant leg of our defenses and invading the very crotch of America? Is that what you've been doing? Well, stop it and begin to do what's right by purchasing a new book light from Too Bright, the company recently named Best Former Defense Contractor by Guns and Ammo Magazine. Yes, with Too Bright book light, you can see every defense map and decode enemy messages, as well as the pages of the latest bestseller, with crystal 5 million candle power clarity. And you'll be ready when the inevitable invasion comes to blind the Red Army, allowing you to defend your home with a clear field of fire, or simply run away if you're a Democrat. Whatever the case, Too Bright is the name you know to know when you want to see things clearly. Look for the Too Bright order forms in Guns and Ammo, Soldier of Fortune, and Ladies Home Journal. <laughs> Too Bright. Don't look directly into it. And now we return to Lance Manley, Library Detective. When it comes to choosing the books that grace our fair library, I don't have a lot of say. Collection development is firmly in the ballowick of boss lady Effie Standish, with an assist from my luscious, sometimes dance partner, Nora Diamond. Point is, if those two happen to select a lemon for our shelves, it's no skin off my nose. Generally. A 20,000-volume biblioteca is bound to have a twilight ripoff or two. It's just the law of averages. So imagine my surprise when one particular book caused a stink rank enough to rise all the way up to my office. The only consolation in this dizzy affair was that it came to my attention in the luscious package of Nora the Cataloger. Call me a luscious package again, and I'll brain you with a Leon Ura's flatfoot. You're, uh, you're not supposed to hear the voiceover, dollface. Uh, you trading in superpowers now? No, I just know your looks, Lance. 
And that one was definitely NSFW. Uh, can the internet era reference is precious. This is supposed to be a noir caper. Oh, it's dark, all right. Look at the book I just put on your desk. Theory and Practice of Sustainable Agricultural Models in Pre-Columbian Peru. That's right. It also says a New York Times bestseller. That's not. You don't say. I do, but that's not the rumpus. Well, do tell, Nora, darling. I found this book on our new bookshelves, tucked away with the nonfiction bestsellers. It's got a new sticker, barcode, date sticker, the works. If you're going to tell me some dusty old thesis doesn't belong amongst the Pattersons, I agree. But isn't this an issue to take up with Effie? I'm not going to take this up with our boss, because she'd blow a gasket if she found out. Didn't she buy it? That's the thing, Lance. Nobody did. It might look like it belongs in our collection, but I never processed it. And there's no record of the purchase. Well, then how to get here, dollface? Gee, I don't know. If only we had a detective on premises to work those things out. Figure it out, Lance. And remember, it's both of our hides if Effie finds out. So there it was. Orders from on high to figure out the most twisted puzzle yet. Someone was faking literary prowess to gain nothing more than a spot on our shelves. Sounded cuckoo to me, but I'd never set pen to paper to the extent of this tome. I began my investigation with a close look-see at the book in question. Other than our processing elements, it appeared to be exactly what you might think, a doctoral thesis on farming in ancient South America. The publisher was a university press, and the author was a one Dr. Bradford Peabody, which a local quick check of the records told me was a local. Our Dr. Peabody did his co-ed ogling at the State Branch campus right there in town. So I checked out of the office, hopped in my heap, and made for the campus an ag building, after which I came to wish this department would figure out a way to grow more parking spaces. But in something less than a full epoch, I found myself checking doors down a dusty hall of prof offices, exactly like every other hall and every other building on every other campus across America. The only thing different about this one is most of the New Yorker cartoons taped up on the doors were about cows. By and by, I found a door that had neither bovine or scribbles taped to it. All it had was a National Geographic picture of a tribal mask that would scare a cat out of six lives, and a single name printed on a plastic slate that said Peabody. The door opened before I could even knock, revealing a brittle smudge of a man with a tiny round glasses and a very bad comb over and an Adam's apple that did two jigs and a polka when he cleared his throat. <laughs> he was at least six inches taller than me, but couldn't have weighed more than 98 pounds, most of it bone. If this wasn't a college prof named Peabody, he was doing a very good impression. Excuse me, I don't have office hours today. You'll have to come back. That's all right, Doc. I wouldn't want to take up your belittling time. I beg your pardon? You wouldn't like it. It's usually not very sincere. You look a little old to be one of my students. Have you permission to be here? Cool your heels, Doc. I just wanted to talk about your book. Book? What book? I haven't published in years. Tenure is wonderful. Hmm. I'm talking about theory and practice of sustainable agricultural models in pre-Columbian Peru. Never heard of it. Really? Well, it sounds right up your line. That ooga-booga picture on your office door is a Peruvian death mask, is it not? Toltec! Gesundheit. And how would you know about the ancient civilizations, Mr... Uh... Manly. 
Lance Manley, library detective. I wasn't aware we had detectives on campus. I thought detectives were greasy little men skulking around the hotel lobbies. I won't have that status until I complete lesson four of how to be a detective in ten easy lessons. YouTube course. I thought it was correspondence. Times change. Whatever the case, I don't know anything about a book, and I'm in a tremendous hurry. So if you excuse me, I'll let you slither back to your hotel. I already explained, Doc. I'm not a hotel-level Seamus yet. I do my sleuthing down at the public library. The look Peabody gave me was a three-parts contempt to one-part fear, and it was so intense I actually took a step back. This guy didn't look dangerous, but you never know. There was just enough crazy in his eyes that I wished I hadn't left my 38 in the car. Public library? Never heard of it. Big building, down by City Hall. Yeah? Well, what's it for? Books, mostly. This one, for example, the one with your name on it. Eh, well, I've never seen it before. Why don't you look at it before you say that? Hmm. Never seen it before. That's better. Sorry, Doc, it must be a misunderstanding. That's right, a misunderstanding, so if you'll excuse me... And with that, he whipped around like a scarecrow knocked loose by the wind and did a fast walk to the end of the hall, and out. He claims to not have written it? In so many words, yes. Of course, I didn't believe him. How could you? How could anyone? You know, some of those professor types are nutcases, so I've heard. You didn't go to college, Lance? I didn't say that. I assume you did. B.A. from Radcliffe. Master's in li of Library Science from the Sorbonne. Zowie. And don't change the subject. Did you get a degree? I've gotten the third degree from you a couple of times. You've never gotten a piece of paper from a man in a funny hat that costs a hundred grand? That funny hat costs a hundred grand. Lance. All right. Dollface, I'll give her. I did a few semesters a long time ago. We still had chalkboards with real chalk then. But alas, it came to naught. You could always go back, you know. Why is it people who graduated from college are always eager for everyone else to graduate from college? Lack of debt envy. <laughs> hmm. But we digress. Indeed. What's your next move with our shy professor? I'll dress up like a coed and try to get him to confess. I don't think you've got the legs for it. Well, you wound me, dollface. But I see your point. There's always plan B. Which is? You dress up like a coed. No. Yeah. Uh, I figured as much. Actually, this one has me stumped. Why would anyone write a book then lie about writing a book? Mm, I would think that would be obvious. You're trying to out-sleuth me, Nora. You told Peabody you were from the library, right? Yeah. And the next thing he did was make a hasty exit? Damn it, it really is that simple, isn't it? Probably. Peabody knew he pulled a fast one sneaking this book into our collection, and when confronted by you, made like a post-equinox decisionist. You mean he leafed out? Hmm. Maybe you don't need a degree after all. As much as I love bantering with Nora, there was work to be done now, and that work was back at our local branch campus of What's the Matter You? I figured cornering the good Professor Peabody was my best angle, considering his crime and flimsy excuse strongly suggested he had no case. The trick now was to throw a net over him as quietly as possible, even if that meant using an actual net. 
I started at the good professor's office, which I discovered locked and dark. His schedule on the door indicated he had no class right then, so I figured my next move was to try the administration office at the front of the office building. There I found the front desk staffed by a tiny wisp of a thing who looked as brittle as dry leaves with nerves to match. She was pale, blonde, and maybe 90 pounds if she was carrying a load of books, which was just what I found her doing when I opened the door. <gasps> An act that nearly caused her a nervous breakdown. Good heavens! Must you carry on so? Sorry, I've only been opening doors for about a week. I haven't quite got the hang of it yet. Excuse me? Nothing, precious. I'm just being an intellectual posterior. I don't understand. Yeah, no one but Nora really does. Let me help you with those. No! All right, this is me backing up so you can pick up those books on your own. I, I'm sorry, it's just these are very important books. I, I can't just let anyone handle them. Whatever you say. I'm just looking for Professor Peabody. Have you seen him around? He usually leaves campus by three on Wednesdays. You keep track of his schedule for him. What? Uh, yes. I mean, why not? Nothing. It just makes you an awfully good secretary. I'm not a secretary. I'm just an intern. Do you keep track of all the professors that well? What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. Uh, just seems like a lot of work for one professor. Are you attempting to tell me my duties? No, no. Just having some fun trying to figure out what they are. What's the good professor's address? I don't think I'm going to give you that information. Protective, aren't we? And I think a uh, call to campus security is in order. Well, that's all right, Lilith. What? How do you know my it's name? your name tag, sweetheart. It's a lousy look if you're trying to keep your identity a secret. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, well... I'll just uh, catch up with Peabody some other time. Just tell him Lance Manley came by. What's this regarding? It's about a book we found on our shelves at the public library. <clears throat> Peabody's book. Theory and Practice of Sustainable Agricultural Models in Pre-Columbian Peru? You've read it. Of course, it's brilliant. I'll wait for the movie. Uh, tell Doc I stopped by. Wait, uh, who did you say you were? Lance Manley. I do security over at the public. Security? That's right. Someone's got to keep an eye on things over there. You never know what kind of flim-flam some people will pull. You mean stealing books? Usually, though sometimes it works the other way around. I slipped out of the administration building, found a nice alcove in the ivy with a view of the front door, and waited. I had a feeling that nervous little intern named for Adam's side chick would be on the move soon and I wanted to find out where. Sure enough, in about five minutes, the aforementioned Lilith shot out of the building like evil spirits were chasing her and took off at a brisk walk across the quad. I kept up as best I could and just succeeded in spotting her slip into a side door of one of the larger buildings on campus. Sure enough, it was the undergraduate library, and the door, if I don't miss my guess, was a staff entrance. I slipped through the same door and found myself in a pitch-black hallway. The only thing keeping me from running into the walls was the eerie green light of an institutional sign at the end of the hall. But there wasn't so little light that I couldn't see a dim glow from under the glass door on the left. I slipped inside and I lit a match. That gave me just enough illumination to find a single bulb hanging from the ceiling. I found the string swinging in the dark and I gave it a tug. People like to say, seeing the light when they mean they understand something but that single bulb did just the opposite for me. 
the light that shined out from it plunged me into a world of madness. I was in a small room, a closet or storage room, and that had been converted into a kind of makeshift shrine. There were newspaper clippings on the walls, and a shelf with a few personal items lovingly displayed. Items like a shaving razor and three bow ties. A map of campus adorned one wall with various spots marked in red ink, red ink that was rendered in a crazed scrawl. The spots had labels like office, favorite lunch spot, favorite bench, and made eye contact October 15th. Taken all together, this was a window into a disturbed mind, the most disturbing part. There was another wall dedicated to hundreds, maybe thousands of photographs of a single man. Old Scarecrow and Adam Zappel himself, Professor Bradford Peabody. How do you like it, Mr. Manley? Duh! You've startled me. I'm sorry. How do you like it? Where are you, Lilith? Here, in the shadows. You must not be much of a detective if you didn't notice me. Well, you got me there, sweetheart. I guess I was a little overwhelmed by all this. It's your handiwork, I take it? Just a few mementos from my favorite professor. Sure. He, uh know about all this? Oh no, I'd be too embarrassed. You see, Mr. Manley, there's a special relationship between teacher and student that can only exist on a higher intellectual plane. But there's a cost. I must deny myself. I must not get too close. To do so would sully the amazing connection that Dr. Peabody and I currently share. Is that so? Absolutely. He has an amazing brain, and a genius the likes of which the world hasn't seen since Einstein. He's that good, huh? I didn't know ancient Peruvian pig slop was that important. Don't be flippant, Mr. Manley. You're not in a position to be flippant. And with that, she emerged from the shadows and took a step toward me. And for the second time that week, I wish I'd slipped my 38 into my trench coat pocket, because the little girl in front of me held an automatic aimed right at my heart. Whoa there. No need for guns, sweetheart. Be careful with that thing. You might get hurt. Unlikely. I purchased this little item a year ago and made sure I learned how to use it properly. It comes in very handy when encouraging certain distractions to leave Dr. Peabody alone. Distractions? He's a very handsome man. It's not unusual for your garden variety trollop to notice. When some of those undergrads get too close, I encourage them to go chasing after football players instead. In an honest and lawful way, of course. There's no hidden cache of bodies out there, if that's what you're inferring. Not that I haven't been tempted. Special relationship, huh? You doubt it? Only trying to understand it. If I'm reading you right, you'd do anything for the good doctor. Anything? Even process a book with forged library credentials and sneak it onto the bestseller section? Dr. Peabody is a genius, but idiots like your boss can't seem to understand that. She refused to add his book into the collection, even when I offered to donate one of my copies. But once the public gets a hold of his work- You really think the public is going to check out Peruvian Corn and Me? That's not the title, and you know it! Look, Lilith, there's no reason both of us can't just walk away from this and go on with our lives. I'll give you your book back and forget this minor case of assault with a deadly weapon, and you can go back to worshipping at the Church of Peabody. No one needs to know. Not good enough. Not nearly good enough. You don't understand, Mr. Manley. The world must know of his genius. The world must understand what I've come to understand. And if they don't want to admit it, I'll force his genius down their throats until they do. They have to see. They have to. Well, there's something you should have seen, Lilith. That I'm mad? That I'm a fool for thinking this way? I've heard it all before, Mr. Manley. No, 
You should have seen that while you were monologuing, I got close enough to do this. What? Hey, watch it. That gun was expensive. I'll take that. Give it back. No. Oh, come on. I needed to scare the other girls. No, Lilith. You shouldn't be playing with guns. But I want one. Then you can pick it up at the police station where I'm taking it. You should have no trouble retrieving it, if you have a legal permit. You... you... Yes. Yes, I am. So you really brought her gun to the police? Yep. And now the authorities know about young Lilith and her... priorities. She's unlikely to get another permit. What started all this anyways? Oh, schoolgirl crush. Oh, come on, Lance. Crushes don't turn into murderous, conspiracy-tinged campaigns of fraud and intimidation. Well, I'm sure the court-ordered therapy she'll undergo will uncover a few interesting things in that noggin of hers. But the center of it is pretty basic, unrequited love. She'd taken a few classes from Peabody back when she was an undergrad, had her heart stolen away, and he never gave her the time of day. Then whatever daddy issues or psychosis she's dealing with blew it all out of proportion. And Peabody didn't notice any of this? He's pretty self-absorbed even for a professor. And besides, he's a happily married man. Maybe he's one of the good ones then. Not exactly, Precious. He's married to a former student. Oh. Named Henry. Oh. Poor Lilith. Well, let's forget about her for now and just bask in the glory of another successful caper. Good point. Our bestseller stacks are once again pure and Effie is none the wiser. Life's good, dollface. Well... Give me a kiss. Well, I guess you deserve one. (laughs) Manly! Hold that thought, precious. Yes, boss. Get up here right away. What's the rumpus? Someone just threw a book through my window. Note says I'm supposed to add it to the bestsellers or else. I've never even heard of Dr. Bradford Peabody. This has been Lance Manley, Library Detective, brought to you by Too Bright, the only book like Stalin mentions by name when denouncing the decadent West. Lance Manley, Library Detective, thank you very much. Was written by Jeffrey Adams, based on characters uh, suggested by Thomas Perkins IV. Jim Yunt played Dr. Peabody. Carice Boyer was Lilith. Scotta Turner uh, was Nora Diamond. And Caleb Silvers is Lance Manley. One more time for Caleb. Caleb.